A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening. There will be a lot that we need to move through, as it is Summer Game Fest. Or Games Fest of Summer. Or or there's a lot of game stuff for the next like week so you're gonna get two of these podcasts basically this one probably will be bigger than next week's though next week should just be microsoft and ubisoft so well that's we're pleasantly surprised <sighs> yeah don't get your hopes up or if we want to talk about pc gaming showcase because there might be something in there too. oh yeah that's true but hey summer games fest happened so uh day of the devs devolver we got a lot to talk about yeah let's get right into it gamers two podcast that's this your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Um, like new video game releases. Maybe. Like new video game releases, starting like City Driver for the PC, Tiny Thor for the PC, Amnesia The Bunker for PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Remember that? That's that horror game, co-op, spooky, spooky time. Yeah, had a couple delays. It did. Number four, Diablo 4 for PC, PlayStation, Xbox. That's the official release. Number five, Loop 8 Summer of Gods for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number six, Quantar for the PC, VR, and Quest 2. Number seven, 2D and Top D for the PlayStation and Xbox. Number eight, Harmony, The Fall of Reverie for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, and Switch. Number nine, Mask of the Rose for the PC and Switch. Number 10, Pro Cycling Manager 2023, uh, my jam. Number 11, Speed Crew for the Switch. Number 12, you bet your ass if there's one bike game, there's another Tour de France 2023. Why did my tablet go to sleep? Uh, For PC, PlayStation, Xbox. And number 13, Gray Hill Incident for the PC and PlayStation. Some games are releasing on the uh, Summer Games Fest week. Bold move. Well, anything releasing on Diablo 4 week is probably a bad idea as well. Probably. It, it's probably not, not great. Almost made it without any big server issues. Almost. Almost. Made it launch weekend as far as I was concerned without a big server issue. Yeah. Or sorry, pre-launch weekend. Then actual launch, well, we had some. Some hiccups. Some hiccups, some bumps in the road. It's and bound I'm, to happen. And I'm going to be odd this week. You're what? I'm odd this week. You're odd, okay. I'm odd. I'm, I'm purposely setting up myself for where I put things. So. That you know of. That I know of one thing only. Okay. That's the only thing I know about. Well, I might have moved things, so. No, no, no. Trust me. I, I know you, I looked before I said it. Okay, okay. Just only for that one story. I didn't look, look at anything else of this. So here we go. Number one, the CEO of Sony Corporation, Ken Kenishiro Yoshida, has said that while cloud technology holds potential for games, 
it is difficult and costly to make into a sustainable proposition. The CEO said latency is the biggest challenge that cloud gaming faces, but also pointed to various cost issues like cost inefficiencies in the servers that are mostly idle for the day. Which is weird, Sony, that you'd bring up how ineffective it is and how costly it is and everything else when you're complaining that Microsoft is going to have a giant leg up in that inventory. It's really weird, Sony, that you would backtrack on everything you've been wrong about. I think I think Ken here is actually in Japan. I think and based, yeah, that and he's <laughs> he's the CEO of Sony Corporation. I don't think he got the memos yeah, from PlayStation. <laughs> How great would it be if he put this quote out and then somebody just said, uh, "Sir, you know we've been like arguing like a lot." He's like, "But why? None of the none of your arguments make sense." <laughs> uh, they just have to like apologize and move on. Also, they said uh, he said that they've been using the idle, a lot of their idle server time, to uh, teach their um, their Sony AI, their Sony AI how to race. Oh, um, how to how to beat humans and in Gran Turismo. Turismo. Uh, yeah. yeah, God, why do I not remember what the name is? Sophie, Sophie, dude, Sophie does some dirty shit too. Well, yeah, I mean, if Sophie's she's a cheater. She's she's watching how other humans win. Yeah, but she also knows the code. Yeah. Where, so she knows where, where the track lane, limits are. Yeah, where pit lane cheating is. Yep. <sighs> Sophie, you cheater. Dirty hoe. So hot, though. So hot right now. So hot. I hear she's got a nice tailpipe. Car reference? 2023, I guess? I don't know. Um, Happy Pride Month. Number two, <laughs> Apple... <laughs> Apple announced their rumored AR headset at the end of their uh, WWDC keynote. What would? Never mind. What would? I can't come up with anything fast yeah. enough. Um, all you need to know is the tech and the software seems cool, but it costs thirty five hundred dollars, and it really has no purpose. So, and it's kind of creepy. So I agree. It's the the seeing the eyes through it is weird. Yeah, it is. Um. You want some fun tinfoil hat time? Yes. So hear me out. Okay. I'm not going to remember the person's Twitter thread, so I'm sorry in advance. If I can find it, I'll bring it up by the actual name. But it was a a Twitter tinfoil hat theory. Okay. I like where this is going. That Apple has purposely been using fake people in its presentations for a while now when you say people in the presentations do you mean like the people on stage or the people in the like in the the, in the videos they go to have been like the people who are wearing the ar either wearing the headset or like on those fake stages yeah like that aren't real they're ai they're ai generated because the cadence is weird the mannerisms are weird all the never showing a side profile and all that stuff uh, and that the only way that they know for a fact that you would believe that somebody on the other end of one of these weird video calls that wouldn't be high quality and everything else was also just their avatar. So they've been trying to ease Apple viewers. They're trying to change your perception of, of what an actual human looks like. The same way that they've also now apparently this is apparently because I'm not in the Apple ecosystem, but released like five apps recently. One of them where it is. Uh, text to voice, but it you can use your voice 
in it. Like yeah, it, it simulates it, your voice. Yeah, you can get you can give it voice samples, and it will generate your voice to have that conversation with. Uh, that you can it, upload pictures or whatever to use as like an avatar in doing voice calls and like Siri conversations. So you then could have a yeah call with it. So like I mean, of, when you that was the whole thing with the headset, and I think some people were confused. I don't know why, because it seemed obvious to me, but you're not seeing the person's actual eyes when, when it displays their eyes. Yeah. That's a, that's a fucking screen. And let's like, I don't know the whole things it's whack. And that makes a lot of sense. So the typical hat theory was that they've been using fake people so long that they're attempting to change your Apple consumers' perception of what a human is, both by audio and visual looks, so that way, because they know that the only way is to make a VR headset indistinguishable from being reality. Yeah. So they're trying to essentially change your reality. Yeah. No, I, I, a hundred and ten. I'm fucking in. Like <laughs> I, that makes so much sense, and it's so Apple that, and I feel, I feel. I, I mean, I'm just as bamboozled as everyone else in this situation. So, like, it makes a it just makes sense. I don't generally watch Apple keynotes. This is actually one of the first ones I've watched, like, part of. Yeah. And I 100% get it. Because watching it, I was like, this there's something weird about this. Yeah. It's, something's off about it. And then I saw someone point out that if you, like, it was uh, actually a quote from um, Zuck fucking zuckerberg how like he pointed out how in their promotional material they were showing during the keynote of the headset the people there's always only ever like one or two people in the vicinity of the headset and it's usually was a single person on a couch with the headset on using it yeah and i was like that's true it's kind of fucking weird like this whole thing's weird so there's some there's some weird shit going on here and I I got the tinfoil hat on, all right. I got I'm pulling it out. I'm in. It's also not as Apple's. It, it it's app, very Apple, but we look at it. Mm-hmm. But it's also not as Apple as we wanted it to be. Yeah. In terms of obnoxious, like I was annoyed that there wasn't an Apple logo. Somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I'm surprised the two eyes weren't Apple logos. Yeah, it's probably on the battery that didn't show us really. Oh, it's it's etched into that battery. Yeah. It's not just a sticker. It's it's got texture. Yeah. Yeah. That's headset. I you mean, did, you did win the no top part to the headset. You yeah. That. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because it looked, it does look like how I imagined it would look. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm like, all right, what's the most generic way you could make a headset look? Ski goggles. Ski goggles. Bam. Nailed it. Done. Um, and I don't, I'm annoyed, it annoys me. And it annoys me that the price is actually more expensive than we were joking about. No, no, the worst part about that mm-hmm. sentence is that it starts at $34.99. Yeah. What are you going to add and how high does it go? I'm going to let that one lie. They specifically said starts at $3,499. I think... I'm just, the whole thing baffles me because the tech is cool, but it's cool in the sense that like it's HoloLens cool. 
It's right. like and Hololens is unbelievably hard now to justify buying in a in a non commercial slash research space. Exactly. So my whole thing was like, this is awesome, but it's clearly meant to be like an industry commercial product. It's not meant to be like consumer product. It's closer to I have an office that has a ho- that has a Apple headset in it. Yeah. So if you need to come in to the office and have a meeting like around the world, yeah, we have or, one sitting here. Or right away, the thing that I feel like with the advent of um, what's it called? Like the virtual medical stuff. It's got a name. Tele- telehealth. Oh, yeah. With the advent of telehealth and like doctors who are like, you know, that straight up like yep. would be perfect. Um, I just like it doesn't like it really. I don't know if you watched any of the keynote no. or watched any of the stuff. It was weird, dude, because I'm like, they're literally just taking apps that you use on your phone or on a Mac and blowing them up. I think the only thing I saw was the... The like I don't know I want to say the, tr- the the trailer for the headset, but it was it was the one of the like the woman's in the apartment and like doing that kind of, and then the the dude's like cooking something or whatever and the kid runs up and interacts with the kid and then it's going back to whatever they're doing and I'm like you're just gonna wear this around your house casually it's, like no you're not it's I don't know I'm like this is one of those ones where like I I said it to him earlier like. If this takes off and this becomes successful and people are like this is the best thing since sliced bread, they're getting Nintendo in my book. Like they, I'm putting them, I'm putting them in my fucking I hate you cupboard next to Nintendo, and saying like, I hate you because you have bamboozled the population and have shown how fucking stupid humanity is. I love Apple products. Like I love the iPhone. I did love the iPhones, but my recent one's been a little bit of a pile of hot dog shit. Um. Earpod, AirPods are great. All that, like they they've made good shit. Apple Watch, questionable to begin with. I get the allure, not my thing. This, you gone too far. You went full retard. All right, <laughs> <You'd> never. <laughs> Anyways, we should probably move on. Cool. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll say is, I was, I was doing my. Apple's dumb. I hate Macs. I hate Apple at work. Yeah. Right. As I do. Yeah. It's part of my personality. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, oh, these are stupid. I hate these things. They oh, $3,500. <laughs> Man, that's ridiculous. Macs are just a nightmare to use anyway. They're, you know, yeah. they're good if you literally don't know what technology is. But the moment you want to actually do something and you're like, I fucking hate it here. It's terrible. Whatever. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I, I am what the ideal Apple user should be where like I've dipped my toes in iPhone, AirPods. I tried the Apple Watch, didn't like it, and that's it. MacBooks, you could put a MacBook in front of me, and I'm like, fuck what this. is what? What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about that because they they announced the the server. Okay, yeah, and they brought the cheese grater back, and I'm like, why do you why are you advertising 72 cores? Who does 72? And I'm so I'm going through this whole argument and whatever. And then the, is it Apple silicone too, or silicon? Or yeah, I believe so. And I but I, don't quote me on that because like. I'm not buying one. Uh, and one of the guys, all the guys at work is like, well, you know, they do a lot, you know, they do like a lot of good things. Like when they, you know, they, 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 yeah, they did the smartphone and I was like, they didn't do the smartphone first. And I said that with like oh, so much gumption that I was like, I'm not positive anymore if I know my history. Yeah. And he's like, they didn't. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure their entire brand for the most part is usually built around one person does something 
and they go, I really like that idea. I'm going to iterate it and make it much better. I mean, they definitely didn't do the first. I mean, they didn't. It was LG. Yeah, I guess if you're if we're talking just um, like touchscreen phones, they didn't do the first one either. But I mean, well, like just the, as that too. But like, as, I don't as, even count those. Like, I mean, the Blackberries existed right, well before. As more like email machines, but yeah, like the the traditional smartphone, the way you think of it now, was an LG or something. Because he, like he went and looked yeah. it up after. Yeah, it like, was LG by like six months. Yeah, six or eight months. Yeah, because he's like, who was it then? And I was like, uh, LG again. I'm just shooting, threw it out there. I'm shooting entirely in the dark because I can't remember. And so he goes and looks it up to fact check me. And he's like, "Oh no, shit, you're right." And I was like, "Holy shit, I was." <laughs> but they're you're thing, like outside. You're like, "Yeah, I was right." And inside, you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, but it's the whole thing of like everything they do is usually usually second. Yeah, but it's it's so good when they do it second that it becomes first. Yes, because you you get to have uh, yeah. You get to have the same history of, of the winners. Yeah. You just it's, el- eliminate the loser and move yeah. on. I 100% agree with all of that. But I will say, because I, I also went, we went, I had the same conversation a couple months ago with other people. The LG iPhone thing, they're so fucking close that like. They, I, think it was, I think it was more than six, by the way. I think it was like 10. But yeah. They were so fucking close that like. Yeah. It's only, it's only first by actual factual numbers. It's yeah. Not first by like conceptually. Yeah, I don't everybody know. Everybody was clearly headed in the same direction. It was just going to be, oh, who's first to market? Okay, well, yeah. yeah, they were. But Anyway, let's move on to number three. Blizzard Entertainment has announced that Diablo 4 is its fastest selling game to date. While the title's unit's sold figure was not provided, the firm added that it was the highest pre-release sales for PC and home consoles. Blizzard in shambles, still setting sales records. Confusion. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind but of. Also, sometimes I forget because like I, maybe it's because we live in the video game like a little bit deeper in the video game world. But like Blizzard games are extremely popular, extremely successful. But I don't think up until recently they're really mainstream. Depends on what you mean by mainstream. Because if you remember, Shadowlands set PC sales records. Yep. Immediately broken three weeks later by Cyberpunk. Not surprising. Yes. Um, but then Dragonflight, there wasn't really that because Shadowlands soured so bad. Yes. Uh, but then Diablo, it's been 10, 12, 12 years, whatever it has since three. So yeah, you've had enough incubation time to, to have a return like this. Yeah. Regardless of the quality of the game. Well, that and like, I feel like Diablo three, I don't know how to put it into words, but like. There's so much hype around some of these games coming back that, like, it kind of it becomes like self self fulfilling, self building almost. Because I I would assume like Diablo three wasn't like it was successful, but it wasn't like you know in the same realm as like I don't know like a fucking Zelda game or something. You no, know? it 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 had its <coughs> it had a you know a big release, but then it also as the expansion came out and it was on sale for $5 and you know, all that stuff of it definitely grew the audience as well because it wasn't the slowness, or at least I think grew the audience. That wasn't the slowness of like D2 and whatever. Like it was a very, very different game for a lot of people. That's not good for other people. It was great. So, 
So weird random fact that someone just texted me. Mario Andretti. Yep. It's going to be in Rome. Okay. At like tomorrow at, at noon? Uh, June 14th. Next week. At uh, Tallman's Tires. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. But weird. Is there a new one? Weird? Is he like affiliated with that company? No, but they probably just have like some. Maybe they're doing like a weird grand opening of their new place and they just got some. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. It's just weird. All right. We got to pick up the pace. Uh, number four. True. Bioware will reportedly no longer work on Star Wars The Old Republic going forward. According to IGN, EA is close to signing a deal with Ultima Online and Dark Age of Camelot developer Broadsword. Everybody remembers the Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah, obviously. With the studio expected to handle Star Wars The Old Republic's development and operation. IGN reported that Bioware's team on Star Wars represents between 70 and 80 people, with over half of them expected to join Broadsword. Though it was not making the jump, would reportedly be offered other opportunities within EA, but layoffs could be happening. If the deal goes through, EA will remain the Old Republic's publisher, and Bioware re- will refocus on single-player titles. Man, nothing like killing your most successful one to help the downtrodden. Uh, I'm assuming this is low-key EA saying they're shutting down Bioware Austin. I I would probably agree with that. That was, I think, the, the conversation we kind of had when this news broke. Of yep. like, okay, so is Austin dead? Because which is wild because that one was that was the better one of the two. Yeah, I mean Edmonton. Well, now they're down. They would be down to just one, just Bioware yeah. Edmonton. Yeah. From like, at one point they had six studios. Yeah. It, yeah. But it's been, I, I arguably that's been your most successful one, and you failed with Anthem, and the last Dragon Age was uh, eight years ago. At least, so yeah. What so are you, what are you doing? Ah, uh, you're oh, killing. Are, are you sending? Are you just sending it and be like, "This is the end. We're all buckets in. If it dies, it dies." Yep. Uh, I'm. That's. I think that's going to be the case. It's basically like, this is your last chance to prove your worth. You might. I mean, you might get Mass Effect as well. You. They might let you get Mass Effect out, but if, I if think you're lucky. I think Dragon Age is going to be one of those ones where if Dragon Age doesn't isn't somewhat successful, then you will see a world where Bioware no longer exists. I, yep. And um, I don't I, know if the, it happens. The Death of Bioware documentary will be great. I mean, it will be. It will be fire, but I'll it'll still be sad. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be, we'll pour one out for the homies. Number five. The college players, college football players association is arranging a boycott over the upcoming EA Sports college football game as a protest over low pay for the athletes involved. College sports website on three reported yesterday that the cash pool amounts to around five million, which would equate to just five hundred dollars per player. Sportico reported the same figures, adding that there will be no royalties for players. Hey, stop fucking them over. Is it that hard? Listen, they need to pay their their shareholders. For what? For existing. <sighs> Wall Street needs to crash. <laughs> it really does. It needs to not exist anymore. 
if it didn't like have its leech fucking fingers in every aspect of society and absolutely fuck our lives if it did crash, I would I'd be all in. Part of me just wants to be like send it. Crash well, yeah, it. I mean, crash it anyway. Yeah, at this point, if it if it's in, you know what I mean. If it's in everything, just send it. Well, then send. everyone's gonna be affected. Full so then send. we so then we all figure out real quick what we didn't need anymore, right? Right. <laughs> Theoretically, you bank taking out <laughs> loans to take out more loans to steal money from fake properties and wherever. It's a mess. Burn it down. Fight Club. Maybe banks stop going defunct constantly. I don't know if I get into that because that gets me all fucking fired up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number six. Uh, I'm just saying it's an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Things that get me fired up. Number six, Riot Games. Which is which is a really weird sentence if you listen to this podcast one year ago. <laughs> uh, uh, Riot Games has announced that the League Championship Series will return on June 14th after the LCS Players Association, Riot, and LCS teams have come to an agreement which, unfortunately, falls short of what the players originally wanted. Uh, these are the broad terms of the deal that they hammered out. Uh, $300,000 for the remainder of the 2023 season will be split amongst the 10 NACL teams in order to boost player opportunity and pay. 50% of all future NACL sponsorship revenue will now be shared by NACL teams. Uh, The NACL will have a team participation agreement in 2024. This means that the NACL teams will have to abide by minimum standards in order to receive payments or revenue share from Riot. A minimum of 30 days severance pay for termination with it without cause for any player earning up to 1.5 times the league minimum salary and 15 days notice for any player competing on a visa. Uh, players and teams will share equal representation on a committee to determine any future changes to the practice schedule in a collaborative manner. Teams will take action to ensure all foreign players have mandated health care available to them by the first day they are in the U.S., Riot and the LCSPA will sign a memorandum of understanding that establishes meetings and notice parameters to ensure all parties are aligned before any future decisions are locked and communications are made. So, not terrible. Not great. Not great, not terrible. 4.5. Yep. 4.5, 3.6. I think 3.6. Ooh, 3.6. I don't, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, one of them was the whatever it was, and the other one was the yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh man, Chernobyl, great show. Anyway, uh, yeah, not so not great, not not terrible. Um, a lot of other weird little drama pieces around it, but hopefully, uh, hopefully those meetings continue to iron some stuff out and fix some shit. Yeah, hopefully they get moving in the right direction, but. I doubt it. I'm not going to put any you know, money on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's talk uh, Summer Game Fest. Summer Game Fest has occurred, and uh, if you hear anything that you like or that you know we like, go check out the trailers, because there was a lot. I think it was like two hours or like an hour and 40 or something was the show, basically. Yeah. 
I'm going to rip through almost everything in order. Okay. There are things I cut out because the video I had did not have stuff like the Witcher trailer in it. And I'm also not talking about the Samsung Odyssey G9 uh, monitors that were in ad. Hashtag ad. Samsung Gaming Hub. Hashtag ad. No, we weren't paid for any of that. <laughs> the hub thing was actually interesting. I don't know. Did you actually like, pay attention to the commercial? Not, not that I want to talk about it that much. Um, like, I've seen the hub in action before. So they're like, Samsung Gaming Hub. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, we have all these cloud platforms. It yeah. was. And I was like, oh. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's because initially I think it was only like one thing, and now it's GeForce Now, it's Luna, it's XCloud. It's it's definitely neat. I always I want to see it in real life because I always assume it's going to run like shit. Yes, yeah, yeah. But either way, it was yeah. just like an interesting thing. I was like, oh, they are really advertising that. Anyway, uh, let's start with the beginning of the show. Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown was announced, made by Ubisoft, and a release date of January eighteenth, twenty twenty four. Uh, looks like every platform of Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Switch, and Luna, and it's you know going to be back in the old style of the side-scrolling platform that Prince of Persia once was. Yeah, uh, I think taken in a vacuum without context, the game looks good. Agreed. Looks interesting. Um, taken out of that vacuum. Yeah, put it back into reality. Context. <laughs> um, highly annoying because was this the game that they've been saying with Santa time? That has been rebooted six times. So, hoping for the best, I assume what we're going to see at the Ubisoft Forward is going to be the actual Prince of Persia remake and some other stuff. Right. And it's going to be kind of make sense. We're all going to be like, oh, God, that's great. Uh, preparing for the worst, uh, this is just going to be infuriating because we're never going to hear about... They're ne- they'll just never acknowledge there was ever a Sands of Time remake, even yes. though they're like, we have all the receipts to say yep. there was. And the whole entire Ubisoft 4 will be Skull and Bones. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's just a Skull and Bones thing that says, coming eventually? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they just don't put a date down again, and they say 2024. Like, do we just riot? Write that in there? I think we just... I don't even think that it warrants a, a riot. I think at or that just point... just one loud collective sigh. Yeah, it's just going to be one loud collective sigh, and then we're never going to talk about Ubisoft again. <laughs> Over a game that I don't give a fuck about anymore. Yeah. All right, uh, we move on to the next one, which was Mortal Kombat 1. An extended look showing off some gameplay, story stuff. Liu Kang, awesome. Hey, what's up? And, of course, some gross and very awesome fatalities. Uh, Game looked great. I will say, though, um, the the Summer Games Fest... Mortal Kombat presentation interview is like the gold standard for what yeah, for that any, should be. For any game dev that ever has to go on a show with Keeley or anybody else, you need to watch Ed Boon and how he handled it because that is exactly how you handle it. That was the yeah. most like correct. I loved everything about it because it was like it was the perfect amount of gameplay. It was the perfect amount of like the it cinematics. Per- there was a perfect amount of dev conversation, and yeah, it was just dev, it was just dev, great dev conversation explanation with the tools for him to be able to turn to the screen, which you see him in the interview realize, oh, I don't have to just weirdly try to describe this; it's on the screen behind me. He literally looks; you can see his eyes look off camera to see the screen and go, oh, I, it's behind me, and then he just goes, yeah. As you can see here, 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 like once they actually can reference things, it makes the conversation so much easier. Oh yeah, I was. I just loved everything about that, and I'm not even like a 
fighting game or Mortal Kombat fan. It was just, it was just great. Yeah, and it looked awesome. Jean Claude Van Damme is voicing uh, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. So, yeah, uh, September nineteenth. Close, real close. That's stuff we like. Yeah. Announce months later. Game. Boom. More of that, please. Path of Exile 2 had a gameplay reveal trailer. Definitely took a step forward graphically as far as I'm concerned, and there's going to be more coming on July 28th. But hey, if you're a POE person, well, there's more. More. Street Fighter 6 just came out, and it got announced to have a collab with Exo Primal, which is coming July 14th and day one on Game Pass, uh, and a Capcom collab coming in November. Street cool. Fighter, man. Doing numbers. Doing things. Dead by Daylight. Can you guess what the next sentence out of my mouth is? Is gaining Nicolas Cage as a survival character on July 25th. Uh, and my other note is he may have also been the best celebrity on a game stage at a conference ever. I Yeah, that was fantastic. I originally cringed when I heard the the whole, like him announcing Nick Cage. And then when he came out in the interaction, I was like, I feel good about that. He just like, it was just him. It was just him. It was, it felt authentic and, and, uh, it was, it was quick. It wasn't like, you know, they didn't make too much of a big deal about it, which that's the overarching thing. I feel like is they nailed the cadence on this show, like better than they have previously. Yeah. Even for being long, we were, <clears throat> you were going ding, 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 ding. The yeah, they only... moved right along. They didn't hang on something for too long. Maybe Spider-Man. They hung on it a little too a long. A little bit, but I mean, really, the only thing that needed to be better, like my one major criticism, is I really need them to work, them being Keeley, to work with whatever <laughs> dev he's about to talk to, to at least have some semblance of what like your key points are. Like, Give yourself some flashcards so you're not trying to do whose line is it anyway in the middle of the show. Yeah. Yeah, have some sort of cue too to just like know, so they know when the, like the conversation's over. Yeah, yeah. Put a giant cane on stage and just pull them off on something. Uh, then we move on to Witchfire. Had a gameplay trailer made by the same team that did Bulletstorm, uh, coming to early access on PC on September twentieth. Matt doesn't remember that game, so we're not going to really talk about. It. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, and I, I have a list like pulled up from a website, and I'm like, it's. I don't, I don't know where that is. But so. if you remember Bulletstorm back in the day. Yeah. Think that, but like Witch Hunter style. So like crossbows, a little bit of magic. Stuff. Oh, is that the... No, okay. I know what you're talking about. But it looked pretty cool. And I was actually kind of like, I'm I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Then we had Crossfire Sierra Squad. This was shown off during uh, the PlayStation Showcase. It's the VR shooter uh, coming out in August. We got another trailer this time showing both like CGI and gameplay doing the whole... Uh, person that put on the VR headset is the person in the game CGI. Uh, gameplay, you know, look good. The, my biggest problem is why was this not the trailer shown at the PlayStation Showcase? The one at the PlayStation Showcase was objectively much worse than this one. I don't fucking know. PlayStation's just like really f- confusing. Yeah, they're being just a bunch of fuck ups recently. Remnant 2 got a gameplay trailer. The game is coming out on July 25th, the PC, PlayStation Series X. I really enjoyed the first one of these uh, as a great co-op game, so I'm looking forward to more of that. Look good. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the first one. Played it with Eric for quite a bit, and this one looks like the same of get co-op, go shoot a bunch of meaningless enemies, and then fight a big boss that has actual mechanics. Like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, looks good. 
I'm always down for more co-op games, even if I don't have the opportunity to play them because, you know, I don't play video games anymore. That's true. Speaking of things he might play, though, Sonic Superstars is new and co-op, apparently. Duh, fuck. It looks good. Who thought that would happen? Uh, coming to everything in fall 2023. That one uh, caught me off guard a little bit just because I was, I, like, I was like, oh, Sonic. And then you see the old stuff and you're like, all right, yeah. And then they show the new stuff and I'm like, oh, shit, you actually did. God damn it. You did good. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was exactly my reaction. <laughs> just like, of course you did. Yeah. This is the one you decide to do good. Like, fuck, I didn't anticipate you actually doing good. I thought this was going to be memeable, and it's not. It's actually yeah. good. Uh, we move on to Hankai Star Rails. Uh, got a CG trailer and some gameplay, but it's already out on Xbox. We're just waiting for it to come to PlayStation. Lies of P. An apparent yeah. Souls-like game got a CG trailer coming September 19th. There's a demo out right now. So if you're a Souls player, and you want another game that's kind of Souls-like, there's a demo for you to try. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Souls player, obviously. I did think that it looked interesting. So it looked better and more interesting than I had anticipated it being. Not that that has a, is of any value to anyone. I don't, I'm hoping everything we saw were like bosses, like the big things were bosses, because they looked really cool. Yeah, it all it all looked really cool. So I don't know, maybe it's some something that could be watched on YouTube or on Twitch or something. From the creator of Dragon Ball came Sandland. There's so much going on in this trailer. I really don't know how to describe it. So uh, yeah, let's go take a look at it. It's a hundred percent anime. Um, looks exactly like the uh, because it is, but the same like Dragon Ball style art style. Yeah, it looks so legit. It kind of was unsettling for me. PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Um, it, yeah, because like you were a character that could, hu- I think it was humans and demons live on the same planet, but you could attack as the character. But then there were also all these vehicles that they were driving around in with like yeah, it tanks. Looks like, it and almost looks like and, some sort of open world game. Yeah, I was just like, I'm, I'm confused, but I'm, but I'm intrigued. It does look like I'm like I'm on that like tipping point where I'm like this could actually. Be this really could, cool. This could jam. Yeah. Or it just could be uh, a cash grab for anime people because they love spending money. That's true. June 29th, there's an Annapurna showcase. And this is an announcement about an announcement. Uh, <laughs> Nate's favorite. You got to look at Throne and Liberty, the MMO from NCSoft and Amazon Games. Pretty CG, and you can sign up as a tester if you want. But, man, after I saw that, I it's not an MMO for me. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm far less in than I was when I originally heard about it. I am still curious enough to want to see gameplay, but I am, you know, if if yep. I was capable of still playing video games, I would say I'm probably 89% out. Yeah, I always want to see uh, gameplay of MMOs because I'm always curious, like, what what, what they doing over there? Yeah, what's your what's your stick? What, what do you got going on? Yeah, you got, a, you got like some weird combat style. Speaking of some fun combat that we might be interested in, though, Warhaven, which is a fantasy sword fighting game from Nexon. 
ignore my comment that I wrote there. I was just writing things as I was watching things. Uh, <laughs> it was a, a gameplay trailer. It reminded me of a lot of like For Honor, but with much more fantasy. And you get to play for free in the Steam Next Fest happening June 19th to the 26th. And then it'll release in the fall. But hey, when the 19th happens, we get to play that game and give it a shot. Yeah. And Which, guess what I'm doing? Gonna give it a shot. 100%. Because the game looked awesome. Party Animals, finally finally going to be releasing on the 20th of September. There's more Dying Light coming to Dying Light 2, so if you've been doing that, well, hey, keep doing it. Crash Team Rumble, got a, getting a large update on June 20th. Alan Wake 2 got gameplay, and I am excited. Give me the game already. Yeah, looks good. I'm going to shit my pants playing it, but I'm in. I If I had I'll more free time... I would. It it's looked good enough to where if I had more free time, I would. I'd play the first one to play the second one. But, but based on what he said, you don't need to. Yeah, true, true. You can just play the second one as a standalone experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think his comment was, we don't want anybody to have to feel like they need to do homework. Yeah. Uh, also could be one that you just play with Sam, though. Do that. True. Do that vibe and be like, we're gonna get scared, and you're gonna be here. Well, if anything, it'd be like me being like, "You have to play this game because I, for some reason, I can't play scary video games. <laughs> it's like too real because I'm in control." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, know, I, I, know what you mean. I just make her do it. That's what I did for uh, PT. I think was it PT? One of those. I think it might have been PT. PT One, or Senua? No, Senua was fine. P- I think it was PT because I wanted to play the demo, but I didn't want to be in control because it freaked that game freaked me the fuck out. PT so, was fucked up, man. Yeah, so I made her do it. Yeah, can you imagine if PT actually existed and it wasn't turned into Death Stranding? Yeah. <laughs> Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2 got a trailer. Pretty CG. I think there were some cuts to some game footage in there, but it actually looked interesting. I'm. I'm not prepared for the wave of Warhammer becoming like a thing. Yeah. First off, Henry Cavill's involved now. Yes. Which is whatever the cinematic universe side. Yeah. But what's to say that doesn't, you know, seep a little bit? Oh, I'm sure it will. Especially in terms of just profitability and marketability. You're like, well, give me a game. I'm hoping both sides ride the wave. I I mean, as far as I know, the Warhammer games, the recent Warhammer games have been pretty consistently decent. That's, That's my understanding as well. There's, it's an unbelievably massive universe with 9,000 books that you need to read to understand any of it. Yeah. Uh, I will be starting one of them eventually. I have one picked out that has been recommended to me of like, you can start here. Yeah. Don't feel too bad. And I was like, okay. So I'll, I'll start there. Uh, I need to finish The Witcher first, but that's why I'm like, I'm excited to dive in. I'm not, I'm not a Gears of War person for the, because of like the third person camera and stuff. So I'm wondering if this will turn me off for that same reason. But mm-hmm. the game looked pretty. Maybe I'll, <clears throat> maybe I'll also try to do the reading of the books thing. I'm getting through a history book right now, and it's like kind of like I need to, you need to get out. Of I need to get, I need to swap it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that it gets too depressing at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, it's also Space Marine coming this winter, so plenty of time to read books before you get there. And the collector's edition statue. I don't know if you saw it in the edit. It always looks so fucking. It cool. looked badass. That's was, the kind it was of like thing. The upper torso holding on to a skull and a spinal cord of somebody else. Well, yeah. That's the thing about the whole 
uh, Warhammer 40k is like the badassness is off the charts. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just it's supreme testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next game was Yes Your Grace Snowfall coming in 2024 to Xbox, Switch, and PC. Looks to be kind of like a pixel ruling kingdom type vibe. Yeah, it looked really dope. I'm not sure what the gameplay would be. I have like a bad feeling I'm going to get bamboozled in by being like this could be a really cool like kind of simpleish. The old bait and switch. The old like simple graphics, but kind of in depth system because there people were like coming up to the king and then you were deciding how to handle their like requests. One yeah. guy yelled, "My potatoes," always good. Um, but then it turned into your kingdom in ruin and everything else, and I'm like, "Am I gonna get bamboozled into a dating sim?" Like I just, I just had that feeling. <sighs> That's funny. And then we immediately followed that with John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, in which you can shred hordes of zombies into oblivion. Coming at 2024 to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yeah, I'm, I'm by curious about this one. It gave me Left for Dead vibes, which is always a good thing. It is. It is always a good thing, except my problem with... Except when it doesn't deliver. My problem with Left 4 Dead vibes is that there's a genuine misinterpretation of how that system works in today's environment. Yes. Then we saw Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 3. It's still not out, but hey, fucking why not announce August 31st? Uh, Spider-Man 2. Hey, it's hype. We already talked about it. But October 20th got announced as a, an official release date. So you got something out of it. Yeah. Pal World for early access in January of 2024. Basically, Pokemon with guns. Not a chance they don't get sued, right? Yeah, that one I'm real. I'm <laughs> I'm more curious about how that's going to play out as far as Nintendo than I am about the game itself. Because like you're just looking at it and then the dude pulls out a Gatling gun and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but I'm so in. If that game actually gets to come out, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, also, for the record, if that game does come out, it will be the best-looking Pokemon game that has existed since the Switch got launched. Just further proof that they're fucking stupid. BDO is getting new content. That's Black Desert Online. Uh, the content is called The Land of the Morning Light. You get to fight some big mythical monsters coming on June 14th. <coughs> Lord of the Rings Return to Moria coming in fall of 2023. Got some sweet in-engine shots. And I'll tell you what, there are going to be three dwarves, two of them are on this podcast, singing Diggy Diggy Hole as we go down to the, back to the mines of Moria. I am... Do we know what the max? Is it four players? I'm assuming, but no, we don't. Okay. I mean, I could go for a chill game where we just dig dig holes and build shit as, as fucking dwarves. We already pictured the exact scenario and the problem is going to happen. Yep. Matt and I will be building an amazing uh, like camp area and going off to do missions. The next thing we know, Dewey's going to run through the town, yell Balrog behind me, and then just keep running, and we're just going to get demolished because he's going to show up and fuck everything up. Yep. And Dewey will come out unscathed. 100%. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis for iOS and Android. Hey, did you want more Final Fantasy VII? Well, we put it on a phone. You got phones, right? Great. Part two on the phone. <laughs> Great. Uh, Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden coming at the end of 2023 for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Looked interesting. I probably won't play it, but I was like, oh, it's kind of cool concept. I'm it's intrigued cool. to see how it gets received because I was kind of like indifferent. Yeah. Like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Inject this shit straight into my veins. I'm getting 
This series is annoying me more and more for the simple fact that I didn't get in when I should have. Yeah. And now we're getting to the point where I'm too far behind. So it's like, fuck. But here's the thing. I don't think you are. I think think I could just jump in and play a couple of them. I think you can do what I'm going to do. Or what I've already done. Yes. You pull up Ray. Yeah. And you go, Mr. Brown Man, Ray Narvaez Jr., I need your VODs on your YouTube channel of all these Yakuza playthroughs. Because I need to understand some shit. And yeah. you just do that. You don't That way you don't have to invest your time doing it. You just watch it at work and you're just like, yep, cool, I got it. And then you notice that Like a Dragon is on sale on the PlayStation Store for $15. And then you buy it and put it on your PlayStation because, well, $15 for $200 worth of content is pretty yeah. good. So you do that. And then you probably don't end up playing it because you already watched Ray play it. But you know you have it in case you want it. Yeah. And then you don't worry about stuff like Judgment, because those are kind of side stories that happen in the same universe but aren't really related. Mm-hmm. And then Ishin happens, which is kind of the same characters, because it's all like the same models, except that's back in feudal time, so we don't worry about that either. Because that's another, like, what-if scenario. Okay. So then when this one comes out, then this leads into 8, where then you'd go, I know the story. Jesus. Welcome. There's, to a Jurassic lot, there's a lot going on. <laughs> but yeah, no. Yakuza, I, it's the same thing where I was kind of like, man, these games are all just jokes or whatever. Eh, whatever yeah. I don't care. And then I reached the same point where after I started watching Ray for a bit, playing on him, I was like, I fucked up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's 100% it. Oh, God. But yeah, give me more. Kiru looks, well, not, or sorry, Jor, Joryu. Definitely not Kiru. <laughs> Looks pretty badass. Uh, Under the Waves coming August 29th to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. An atmospheric horror game taking place underwater. Go. I had, I had like, I don't want to do that vibes. <laughs> oh, nah. <laughs> I think it looks cool, but I, it's one of those games where I, I'll be like, ah, oh, I'm interested and I want to play that, and then I'll never actually play it. Because, mm-hmm. like, my interest in playing it is, like, tipping like yeah it's like on the edge so uh it's not a game fest if we don't show off the new call of duty warzone map uh which just for the fun discourse of this podcast included a paintball speed course yeah i did that was pretty pretty neat maybe that'll uh kickstart a paintball revival yeah maybe (laughs) probably not hey cool uh porsche is 75 apparently why the fuck is this in a game thing. Anyway, hey, they made a custom Xbox controller. No, you can't buy them. Classic you just Porsche. You get a chance to win them. Classic Porsche. Faye Farm. We are cozy farming. <laughs> what did I, what the hell? I like that I wrote these and I just started having a fever dream halfway through this. Faye Farm. We are cozy farm gaming again. You thought you could escape that genre, huh? Impossible. Coming September 8th to Switch <laughs> and PC. Uh, garnered a lot of, uh... There's a lot of woos. A lot of woos in the, uh, the audience, so... That, that trailer ended, and then there were, audibly, at least ten going, woo! Like, Is this, really like, loud. an IP, maybe, that we don't know of? Are we not in touch with our cozy side enough? Is that the problem? Well, that's for sure a problem. Well, a problem, but is that this yeah, problem? It's, it's a problem. King Arthur Legends Rise uh, is coming to mobile and PC, so if you ever wanted to be King Arthur fighting the king of... The Witch King of Agmar. Yeah, the Witch King of Agmar, because that's what it looked like. 
Yeah, that was confusing. And then there was the fucking Cataclysm Dragon in there. Yeah, there, there, there were was a, lot just, of, there was a lot of things going on. I don't know what's happening. Wayfinder is coming to P- PC and PlayStation. And I think that's a Metal Royale, but I didn't really pay too much attention. Stellaris Nexus, a turn-based four times, meaning four players, I think. Uh, you can conquer the galaxy in about an hour. I wrote hour the wrong hour. We're going to ignore that. Because guess what? Well, it guess would what be. Gets pronounced it would same. be hour. That's true. It would be our galaxy. Uh, I did. I liked what they were going for. I'm intrigued by this, but I like it because don't read ahead of me. <laughs> I know what I wrote. <laughs> uh, I liked it because it's like, hey, you want to play Stellaris? Do you want to have a game ended roughly an hour? <laughs> it's like good, good. Do you understand? Maybe, what uh, if we just shorten it a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, prepare for a future job in space trash scavenger. Yeah, I don't know what that one is all about. You picked up trash in space. I get it, but I just like, do we, is this something we need? Star Trek? <laughs> in my podcast? Borg? Resistance is futile? Star Trek Infinite full reveal on Picard Day, which is apparently June 16th. Uh, yeah, that's when... Is that when he was porn? I don't remember. That's a new show thing. Picard Day. Dude, I fucking don't know. But I did look this game up, and apparently it's some sort of R- uh, RTS, I believe is what I saw. I, it, it's painful that there wasn't gameplay. Yes. It definitely needed it for, needed for gameplay. For RTS, you kind of need to just establish that that's what you're doing. Yes. That was that was the issue with this trailer, was I walked away being like, what it, What the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, I liked the Borg and Resistance. Like, all the good, you know, the good... Yeah. The good throwbacks and yeah, everything. It's the highlights. But Lisfanga, the time shift warrior coming in twenty twenty three to PC. Looked like a pretty sweet concept because as you die, you get to come back to life, but you fight alongside past you. So as your old route was I'm gonna fight start fighting this enemy and then he's gonna turn towards me, and then when you die, you would like respawn and start running, and you'd watch your old self run and do that exact move so then you can hit him in the back. Like yeah, it almost insinuated like the more you die, the more. I'm sure there's probably like a, you have. like a time limit on like where you were because like mm-hmm. okay once once that character does die, did they just I assume disappear and you're alone again? So you know how does that how does that work? Yeah, where is there a checkpoint? So like I'm I'm intri- I'm very intrigued. Same could be a lot of fun. Same because you could do some you could do some weird shit. If, oh, yeah. if that is the mechanic, you could do some. Yeah, some if they've if they've stuff. designed the game around that mechanic, then some of the puzzles and everything else would be pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, Immortals of Avium got its gameplay trailer moment before its release next month. Not this a one... Matt and I game, but looks like it'll probably actually do pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think it might be one of those games though that like. Comes out, gets reviewed, and it's like decent, like maybe a seven or an eight. Yeah, but then no one buys it and plays it. There's there is a little bit of that potential, but also at the moment there's not really anything hitting in July. That's true. So they can get away with it because they're going to be avoiding the new Call of Duty and Fortnite seasons that start this month. Yeah. Speaking of that, Fortnite Wilds is out right now. The new season has begun. Fortnite doing Fortnite stuff. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth got its announcement. Of early 2024. And we're doing two discs again. Oh, yay. I'm so excited. Final Fantasy. Uh... <sighs> I'm a hater. 
They are my motivators. <laughs> That's fair. That's it for that, Game Fest proper. That was Game Fest. Next up is Day of the Devs. Is it safe to go through your list, or am I going to end up Ron Burgundy myself? You might Ron Burgundy yourself. I already, as you can tell, pre-edited myself as I was talking in my last Shit. List. All right, so <laughs> I didn't watch Day of the Devs. So we're going to wing it. Uh, we got some highlights. Here we go. Beastie Ball. Beastie Ball blends a turn-based RPG with a volleyball game where success hinges on relationships between teammates. That sounds amazing. Right? Is this like Persona, but with volleyball? That's what it kind of, like, it wasn't, you know, it was more it like wasn't that. It was beasts instead yeah. of people. But it was a volleyball court, and I was like, what the fuck's this? Yeah, what is this? You All want right. me to play? Oh, okay. Go better than my normal league does. <laughs> Uh, Hyperlight Breaker, Steam Early Access this year. Finally. I don't know what this is. Do you know what this is? Uh, so do you remember Hyperlight Drifter? No. No is the right answer. Good job. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter was a game that came out a couple years ago. Uh, this is that sequel. Oh. Okay. It was that simple, folks. Um, Let me go back to the right tab. Where was I? If you're going to the link that I have, it's literally the same order. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Simpler times. Walk through the memories of the character as they pack up to move. So there's games like unpacking or moving out or whatever. Yeah. This looked more like a kind of like unpacking, I guess, because you <clears throat> you're basically getting like it looks like a single room and they're having to pack it up and it, like I guess as they put away each item, you're like reliving the memory that that item was. Type sounds of sounds depressing. It, it could it could be also really happy. True. Because they're they're not packing up to die. They're just moving. Uh, Viewfinder, upcoming puzzle game out in July. Free demo on PS5 right now. We saw this one during Game Awards. You're not going to remember it because your memory is terrible. But in other reasons. But Viewfinder <laughs> makes me think it's got some sort of camera thing going on. It does. You use old photos to like comp- like old polaroids kind of to like complete scenes mm-hmm. to then continue like traversing the world like you have to find where you know it lines up and matches and then- it sounds this is gonna be one of those games where like i it sounds cooler in my head than when i actually see it i'm like that's not as cool as i was hoping that's probably be. true okay i don't think it's gonna be a bad game i think it's a nice little you know, like neat concept i just don't know how far you can really push it more than like four hours of an experience okay Haunty hand-drawn puzzle adventure game is a ghost. You must find stars across the afterlife. So stars are closer to like not a like I guess a literal literal star, not like stars actors. Uh, but you're just finding like these stars to help that give you information about people you meet, like afterlives. You're trying to piece together like memories and how you, I believe how you got there. Cool. Cart life. Coming back from the dead after disappearing 10 years ago, Cart Life puts players in the role of a retail car owner who must balance the challenges of running his business and tending to his needs and the needs of his family. So apparently Cart Life won like awards 10 years ago. And then it was out for like a year. The guy took it down and disappeared off the face of the earth. Wow. And then rumors from Wired, like that Wired tracked down the news site or whatever they are. Magazine? I don't remember what they are. They were a magazine. I think yeah, they might not exist anymore. <laughs> um, 
like tracked him down and did a whole interview, and then it turns out that he was like working on bringing back Cart Life back, and there it was. I don't know what this game is. I don't remember ten years ago. I don't either. It just it sounds like a, a story I should remember. But apparently, it was really good. But he like just. But the game was like I think super simplistic, like as a as a UI or anything. So you might not like I didn't recognize it looking at it. But apparently, it was well received been, when it came out. So what have you been doing for the past ten years? How have you been I don't surviving? Know, maybe, maybe he just Flappy Bird himself and just disappeared. Oh my god, I forgot about Flappy Bird. Did dude did the same thing? Yep. All right, Hellscape. You guessed it, kinda. The underworld is called Vertheim. Yeah, you're a ghoul skating through Vertheim. Just vibing, man. Go I play Tony Hawk. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, sure. So yeah. if that's your jam, yeah, do you, it up. You're waiting for skate to come out. Boom, Hellskate. Hellskate. Nailed it. Henry Halfhead. Possess everyday objects in order to solve problems to progress split-screen co-op. It's Boom. a half a head. Half a head. And you just possess items to, you know, do whatever. You just mess around with it, too. But I think, I think one of the ob- objects was, like, a toilet. You can possess a toilet, make it talk. It's fantastic. Talking toilet. Yep, exactly. Classic. It is a classic. Cocoon. Oh, shots fired. Uh, <laughs> I apparently, forgot, forgot I left that in. <laughs> apparently we saw it during the Game Awards, uh, but he rightfully assumed that I would not remember it. Uh, this was the one that you were on. It wasn't like leaves or whatever. You were like a little insect. You could like jump through pods and it would traverse you to another world. So you were still walking around that and like, you kept jumping through cocoons and it would like port you between worlds if you were going around doing all these all these games sound like they're things i should remember i'm like oh that sounds cool yeah that and that one you actually might look at and be like i'm i'm actually kind of like yeah i'll give me uh i'm gonna go with at uh live lit live that one of those words (laughs) live in a coloring book get commissions from characters in said coloring book express yourself so my understanding is it is a blank world that you are coloring. Okay. And you get points and experience for coloring things in, which then give you access to more colors. And you can meet characters that ask you to commission things. And then you paint those and you can get like blank canvases. So yeah, coloring book. Objectively sounds cool. I hate it. <laughs> um <laughs> just walking through the indie mega booth. Fuck you. That looks pretty cool though. Uh, also, Indie Mega Booth lives again past COVID. Yeah, it, kind of, it disappeared like during the convention scene. Yeah, makes sense. It's back. Summerhill, story-based puzzle game in which you round up sheep. Yeah. Round up some sheep. Wow. I also, every time I wrote that, I almost wrote Sumner Hill. Sumner. <laughs> every time. I was like, ah. Rounding up sheep. Who wouldn't like that? Yeah, you're a shepherd. Sheep things. Meh. Is there sheep dogs? No, no shepherd style. It's okay. all you. Do you get the? Uh... Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. That that noise, me going ah, was uh, the sh- I don't know shepherd staff. What do you call that? It's got a name, right? There probably is a specific name, specific a specific type of set. Whatever you want, <laughs> little little Bo Peeps fucking thing. Other <laughs> uh, <laughs> nights need a dating sim. Needed to be high action. Third person dating sim. I need all those things. 
Well, good news. It comes out in September for you. All right. I believe when I say high action third person dating sim, when I wrote that, I now realize that that just sounds like vigorous fucking in third person. That's not, that's not what this is. Well, now I'm out. <laughs> it's closer to like you battling alongside your date, like defending the city from whatever. So Interesting. That's the action you're having to defend from. I don't know if it's like a zombie invasion or not zombie monster invasion. But then, you know, dating lines. So dating hmm. sim. Retro gadgets. Is this a game? Yeah. Even though the first two words are your work. I was confused. <laughs> Building and working on electronic devices, design phases, soldering, coding, paint it. That, that's you're not wrong. Out now on PC. Cool. But I yeah, like those games where if they like, if they do all that stuff and then they like teach you, yeah, like, yeah, what, I mean, yeah, how to do it, like what you're doing. Mars first logistics have to col- colonize it at some point. Right? It is in our nature. We're a virus. But in order to do that, we need this open world physics simulator to help understand the courier business. Build some rovers to help make deliveries to places. Start small. Get big. Hire a friend. If you want to play online, co-op. There it is. Yep. I'm in. Um, <clears throat> Salt Sea Chronicles, story-based adventure game taking place in a flooded world, which is soon to be ours. Investigate the conspiracy. Ocean at your door. Ocean at your door. The glaciers are melting. We're all going to die. Yep. Did you hear about the orcas that are attacking boats? Oh, yeah. I'm on Team Orca. Did you hear about the sharks that are eating people? Team Shark. I'm also on like Team Wildlife, like just oh, yeah. straight up. Go for fuck it. Fuck us up. <laughs> We've earned it. We deserve it. Bring it. Rear your ugly head and let's see what's up. Show us what's up. I'm not even gonna fight. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> high five you. Who do you, who do you need me to bring you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll lure you. I'll lure you prey, dear. <laughs> uh, attack deer is a frightening concept. <laughs> Kamikaze deer basically already exists. That scene was it? Was it The Ring Two? I think that did that. There was a horror movie where the deer like all started attacking the car. Oh, I don't. Like there was like I don't know, like twenty deer, and they just started attacking car, and I was like, "That's fucking frightening." Like, don't don't remember that. (laughs) Don't need that either, though. Uh, Hey, Devolver Digital happened. They did their direct. They did. And well, the first thing we have to obviously talk about is the hero that we all miss, Volvi. Yeah, Volvi, obviously. Everyone remembers Yeah, Volvi. everyone remembers Volvi. It was in all your great games. Yeah. All your childlike wonder with a giant hand. You remember that, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. But in terms of things that I'm really excited for, they announced Wizard with a Gun. Single-player demo is on Steam right now. So, uh, hey, stop listening to this. Go check that out. Have you? I'm going to. Going to. This okay. weekend. Once this podcast ends. <laughs> Download. Uh, it looks like they took the uh, camera style and art style of Call to the Lamb mm-hmm. and then gave it a little bit of like gungeon mechanics. Uh, so that was like, gonna. So, what is it? It's it. I couldn't see, tell if it was like a like a roguelike so or if, a wizard or if it was like a wave defense type thing with a gun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't think it's a roguelike. It's not a wave defense. I think it's closer to like action adventure RPG. Okay. Um, that you are one of the heroes that the guy's singing about in the beginning, but then you're just going around the map, like having to eliminate these threats. And okay. Yada yada yada. It looked cool. Uh, followed up was Talos Principle Two, which we already talked about. That I still don't understand. I'm not smart enough to solve those puzzles. Uh, and then we move on to Baby Steps, coming to PS5 and PC. You control those legs different than you control the body. It's uh, from the same people that did uh, Getting Over It with Benefati. Yeah. Well, and I recognize it right, of fuck, right away. <laughs> watching the trailer, man, I'm like, this is going to make such, <coughs> such great YouTube and Twitch content that I am not participating, but I love watching. I had the exact same thoughts. Uh, hey, and Human Fall Flat 2. Let's go. You know what? Um, it good. They I up, think they the graphics. They did. I think that this is probably the game that I'm like most in on <laughs> of all the ones. Like you Fall Flat Two, hundred percent doing that. I think it's in my top five. Yeah, out of out of this, out of all the three things we just listed, it's one hundred percent my top five. Yeah, I think one and two end up being stuff like Alan Wake and Yakuza. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Wizard with a gun. Uh, uh, Human Fall Flat 2 and like one other thing maybe that yeah. the fact that I can't think of it means that it's number five. Yeah. So like my current state and, and present uh, being uh, I have to be questionable on everything except for Human Fall Flat. Because like Human Fall Flat I'll, I will just buy because I know I'll play it at some point. It's a known quantity. Yeah. We love the hell out of I know the first it is. one. Sign me up again. I played the first one with uh, with you and my wife. That's true. And, and actually, no, he played it with me. Then he played more with his wife, and then came back, and then had to play it with me while pretending to be stupid, not knowing how to solve the puzzles already. Well, I mean, to be fair, I'll say this: we actually had this conversation with Samantha about how I played it with both of you, and how it was a vastly different experience <laughs> to the point of like it wasn't hard playing it again with you because it everything I did with her was not applicable. <laughs> that's true. I don't, yeah. And then she was like, "I, right, what are you trying to say?" I'm, and like, I, I suck, and I'm just like, I, you just don't play video games, so it's like <laughs> problem solving is entirely different. Yeah, it's just like you know, I'm carrying the team at this point. Like, there's no collaborative effort. Yeah. yeah if anything, you're hindering me. <laughs> I think you're in my way. <laughs> but there is also it is entertaining when you do something like that, where it's, it is a puzzle solving game, and it, it, that does require two people mm-hmm. that. It has a relatively a, a pretty close, it's not infinite, but it's pretty close to wild amounts of ways to solve the yeah. problem in front of you. And the way other people achieve those types of things are just wild. You're like, yeah. watch one group and you go, what the fuck? Like, doing? I didn't even go over there. I don't, have to... yeah, I don't even know what's over there. I never even looked. Uh. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention that's in the short section is um, a couple media outlets are reporting that PlayStation won't be at Gamescom, which they haven't been the past few years, but it just kind of like fed into the same question I've had with PlayStation since their showcase, which is like, what are they going to, when's it something else showing up? Yeah, I feel like there should be more and we haven't seen more. So I'm guessing that if we see anything, it'll be in July at the, at like the earliest. If if they're not going to be at Gamescom, which not no shock that they are, that it'll, I doubt we see anything in July unless it's like a specific individual game. It won't be like a showcase. 
then it'll be Tokyo Game Show or Paris Games Week will be the next time that we hear anything. Yeah. Okay. Because those are two things that they've normally been at with something. Mm-hmm. The Dream Studio eventually has to talk about their next project. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a good amount of studios. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I did go. I think a week or two ago, I went through and looked at Microsoft and PlayStation Studios, and like the last time they've come out with something. And I think they do have a fair amount of studios that haven't come out with a game in three to four years. Yeah. So. Which you're in that window when you probably could show something. Yeah, you're about, you're about ready to at least start naming a project and yeah and teasing things so not release dating it but. so i don't know things to come though by the time you're hearing this either the xbox showcase has happened or will be happening starfield uh, after that starfield after that extended xbox showcase on monday uh which is just them going into a deeper dive it's usually uh, dev conversations. Yeah. Ubisoft PC game show will also both be happening coming up here. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week too. Yep. God willing. Hopefully. God. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. It'll be an interesting week. EA still yeah. has to do their thing. It, are they doing something? Normally they do. Some, I thought they were normally doing like their EA play. Maybe, maybe I'm not right about that. I haven't seen them scheduled. Anything oh, okay. scheduled for them. Well, but you're right. I kind of forgot that they exist. Normally they did an EA play because especially like if they did it this week, they would immediately be able to talk about F1 coming out next week. They'd be talking about future FIFA, future Madden, future hockey, future Sims, future Immortals of Avium. Like they'd have, they have a lot of things they could talk about. Golf. Yeah, I, that's... Super Mega Baseball just came out. I'm going to try to look up a schedule real quick and see if... Because like... I don't recall seeing them, but it seems weird if they wouldn't have something. So maybe, maybe they're holding off till uh, more towards the end of June. If that is the case, I don't know. I want a schedule. I don't want you to tell me everything that. God damn. These mother truckers. I don't want announcements. Why is it so difficult? All right, never mind. I guess I'm not doing it because I typed in Summer Games Fest schedule and all I got was Summer Games Fest announcements. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else is going on? Anything? Um, not much at all. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. So, yeah, that's been it. More Diablo, more WoW for me. Eventually, I'll start this Yaksa like a dragon. I got nothing. I uh, I haven't... I just kind of stopped playing Survivor, Jedi Survivor. Um, got to finish that at some point. Yeah, and then um, I've been playing a... I've been doing another playthrough of Kodor, which has been going fine. Play a planet here or there when I can. Um, been running fine with all the. Yeah, running fine. I had a game crash once. Um, who knows if it I was mod related? Modded the hell. 
<clears throat> it is. It is. I haven't had any issues outside of that game crash that happened once randomly. Um, That's it. I feel like there was some other shit that I want to mention, but I guess not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Well, in that case, we will uh, see you in seven days to talk about all the stuff that's about to get announced again. Like I said, go check out those trailers. There's some pretty cool shit in there. There is. There was some. It's technically a mid-show, like, as far as what people think of, I think, when it comes to E3. Yeah, I I mean, there wasn't any heavy hitters. but Yeah, no one swung for the fences. But I don't think there was a single game that I was like, that looks bad. There was no Gollum. Yeah. Everything looked pretty decent. Yeah. And I think if you're a, a well-rounded gamer, which I am not, you will find a lot of stuff in there that you like. I know. I'm I'm very self-aware, right? I just, I'm agreeing to our fake audience that yeah. can't see my... Yeah. My I'm self-aware. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of variety. Yeah. Murder into fairy farming. So, like, what more do you want? Exactly. There, there was even stuff you couldn't, you couldn't buy. Yeah, things you couldn't buy. Even had an Uber. Things you could play for free. Had an Uber commercial. Yep. Nick Cage. Nick Cage was there. No Great Vin time. Diesel. So that's good. Thank God, that's a win. Yeah, it's not about family, Dom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll see you guys in seven days. Bye bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.